0: Welcome to the Partners Financial Podcast, a podcast designed for you with insights from fellow members, as well as NFT and Partners Financial experts.
1: Welcome to the Partners Financial Podcast. I'm Kristen Williams, and we are in the midst of our case study podcast series where all their partners, financial members come on and talk about cases they've had recently and share some of their success stories. And today I'm joined by Jay Kavanaugh, who's director of NFP up in Minnesota. Jay, thanks for jumping on the podcast today.
2: Thank you. Good morning. Thanks for having me.
1: Of course. So you have an interesting slap case you wanted to talk through.
2: Yeah, and I had the uh, privilege of working jointly with Michael Rothman from Succession Capital on this particular project. Um, But going back 18 months when this case started, um, the original intent was that the slat that was set up by the grantor was going to own a policy on her life. And because this was going to be a premium finance case, we had to make sure that the asset in that slat could cover the loan interest in the bank. So the clients decided to gift income producing real estate into the trust, which was a perfect marriage. Um, Fast forward um, into several months and literally the day that was supposed to fund, the (laughs) client said, you know what? I don't know why, but I don't want this policy owned inside this slat. I want it owned by an islet that was existing. And so then the lawyer got involved and they said, well, given that you're using up all your annual exclusions already, how are you going to get the loan interest, uh, into the trust to pay, uh, to pay the loan interest from the bank? So, it was literally the last day uh, that we had because we were up against a deadline with the bank. And fortunately, the estate planning lawyer um, recommended that the uh, SLAT actually lend some of its cash flow to the islet to cover the bank interest. So, that was the uh, solution to save the day.
1: That's a great idea. It's interesting that at the last minute, the client wanted to put the policy someplace else.
2: You know, um, We all have difficult clients in our journey and to say that this individual is difficult is an understatement and um, he kind of set in his ways and uh, we did not want to enter into argument territory. So both the lawyer and I just basically did what he wanted and Mm -hmm. (laughs) it all worked out in the end.
1: That's funny because if he was going to put it in a slot, that probably that was because then they would have access to cash values once the loan was paid off, Right
2: correct and i think given this uh family's uh balance sheet and other sources they weren't necessarily um worried about um down the road to pay off the bank um with the cash values because they were thinking that they're no longer buying additional real estate they're just reinvesting the after tax uh or excuse me the net income from the real estate into marketable securities and so thinking that they'd have a big war chest of capital Uh, down the road to maybe use that to pay off the loan um, so that the death benefit could actually keep growing
1: Mm -hmm. okay well that makes sense it's interesting the way that you know in so many cases you have to do these last minute pivots to (laughs) find a way to make what the client wants happen in a real efficient manner
2: yeah it's just um You know, behind the scenes, um, you don't know this, but you would actually help me with this case. But of course, with with Michael's uh, guidance and with the estate planning lawyers, it's just fun when you come to a roadblock and the client asks, well, how do we fix this? And it's just so fun to be able to go back to them and say, you know what? Here's we had a couple of other ideas, but this was the main that was settled on. So it's just nice to be able to solve their problems and make them feel good. And now he couldn't be happier. He was, you know, laying in bed that night wondering how going to <laughs> do it. And so it's just fun to be able to have such a good team that we all have um, to be able to um, come up with solutions. Mm-hmm.
1: It's it's nice in doing these series of podcasts that I've had a lot of different moments where we've been talking about a case and you remember, this is why we do it. We do it to help families and also solve problems. And, you know, there's also the challenges. So, you know, it sounds like this was one of those cases.
2: It was, and it's just, you know, um, we're so blessed to be able to have relationships with other member firms You know, name them, Ryan Baradas' firm, uh, just with the thought capital there, the FAP guys, um, uh, Michael and Julian's shop. I mean, somebody like me up here in the cornfields in Minnesota, it's just so nice to be able to have access to those um, brain surgeons, I call them, just to help, you know, me be better at what I do and provide the solutions that um, um, I didn't think of myself.
1: And and you're on the podcast sharing those ideas with everybody else. So thanks for sharing this case with us today.
2: Indeed. My pleasure. Thank you.
1: I'm joined today by Vijay Krishna, who is managing partner of Evergreen Wealth. Vijay's come on the pod as part of our member-to-member case study series, and he's got an interesting case to share with us today. So Vijay, thanks for joining us.
0: Thank you so much for having me, Kristen.
1: It's my pleasure. So, what case do you have that you want to share with us today?
0: Well, you know, um, one of the cases that I did recently was for an engineering firm, and my business is predominantly focused on high net worth business owners. And uh, this guy was high net worth, all right, but um, had a bit of a liquidity problem. You know, so the client had roughly about twenty million dollars net worth was the headline number. Uh, but that included about $7 million in debt. So net-net was about 13 million. Um, you, you know, the client's uh, predominant holding was a commercial real estate property, uh, or a couple of them, uh, which his business used uh, and the business predominantly paid rent to. So uh, interestingly, uh, you know, there was about $10 million in, in worth of the commercial real estate property, about $7 million in debt. Uh, About another six million in his business interests, uh, which you know the remaining uh, you have about two million in his 401k and a million dollars in his home, and there you have it, right? So you can see right away how the liquidity problem would come about. Uh, Now, believe it or not, this client had about maybe uh, you know after much cajoling by some other insurance agent, uh, I guess he had about two hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of permanent life insurance. When uh, <laughs> I met him, and he wanted to do some estate planning, uh, right? So, uh, the first order of business was just going through some different ideas on on what we could and cannot do, um, and so uh, we tried out a few things. So, but but the first was just the laundry list of assets, and we tried to say, "Hey, is this easy to throw into a trust or not?" Right? And we found that obviously his commercial real estate, being highly leveraged, we could do nothing with. Uh, you know, the banks would would uh, would throw a fit. And, uh, you know, we tried broaching the subject briefly because the client was interested and the banker was like, uh, it was a two-minute conversation, which ended with the banker saying, no. (laughs) And that was the end of it. (laughs) You know, he didn't say a word more. And so we had to move on. Um, Then his business, uh, we tried to throw it to the trust. Uh, You know, it was an S-corp and we said, you know, it could be uh, split into voting and non voting shares and something with that but we ran into trouble there uh, again uh, with the attorney the business attorney this time chiming in and saying that that might have some issues uh you know because this was a professional corporation uh there were some state licensing requirements that he was afraid of uh that these guys might run or fall off so then we were left with his 401k in his home and the client certainly didn't want to pay rent on his own home um, you know by putting it into a trust and so there was the 401k. So, you know, we were thinking about, hey, what kind of estate planning could we do here? And we, we ran through numerous scenarios and we figured out perhaps the client needed about $14 million worth of debt benefit, uh, but there was no way, uh, given his uh, high debt levels, uh, there was no way to premium finance any kind of life insurance, right, that we wanted to throw to trust. So, very quickly, we, we, we sort of uh, zeroed in on life insurance as a solution. Um, And the client was happy to, you know, finally understand the power of life insurance, which is that it it arrives uh, estate tax free and capital gains free if, uh, you know, if it was owned by a trust. And so uh, that took a little bit of doing. But, you know, once we got there, uh, he decided that uh, he would open up a slat, uh, you know, a grantor slat where, you know, uh, he would take a million from his business cash, uh, which was after-tax money anyway, and and put it in the trust. So that was one of the first steps that we carried out. Uh, but then that still wasn't enough money to go buy his life insurance. And so, uh, you know, uh, so we had to come up with an innovative strategy. Uh, client is a fifty-seven-year-old male. His wife is about fifty-six, um, and in good health, and, and that that was uh, that was very very important. But. Uh, Working with partners and, and others, you know, uh, his wife had some issues. Uh, you know, we created a, a policy where, um, you know, uh, we got them rated, you know, uh, rated decently high from a health rating perspective. And uh, we decided to buy the policy inside the 401k where the client had $2 million of, of money uh, sitting there. That was the only quote unquote liquidity we had um, so we, we had to go through a whole you know plan document revision, all of that happy stuff to allow life insurance in the plan, go through TPAs who knew how to manage this going forward and work with them very closely uh, in trying to decide uh, you know what level of life insurance we could buy. Uh, we ended up with a policy roughly about ten million dollars in debt benefits uh, that we were able to buy. Uh, And uh, so initially the policy would be owned by the 401k and eventually his own grantor trust uh, would buy the policy out from the 401k after three or four years, during which time he would save more money inside his business and transfer probably more money to the trust. Um, And and so he could continue uh, paying premiums in the trust. Uh, Now, of course, given that it was a grantor um, slat, uh, you know we, we bypassed all transfer for value issues, and we we got an opinion on that from from an attorney, from an estate planning attorney, and they concurred that you know if it was a grant or slat, uh, you know that would possibly uh, be an exception to the transfer for value uh, rules as well. So uh, you, you know i've I've said a lot, but you know in terms of this case coming together, it took almost a year uh, for it to come to fruition. Uh, because we had to start with this 401k. Uh, but the good news from my business perspective was that apart from meeting a client's needs, which was kind of tricky uh, and hard to do, uh, we also won the 401k business of his company uh, in addition to the life insurance sales. So, uh, you know, we were able to show him how we would save him money on that front as well. So, uh, all in all, uh, well worth it uh, from, from a bottom line perspective for us, but, you know, more, more importantly, a very happy client, you know, and, and so, um, he has referred me to other people in the space now, and we're, we're just starting conversations with them, uh, and finding them in not too dissimilar, uh, situations. So, uh, that's been a win as well. Uh, but again, you know, it was great to have partners as a, as a, able, um, sort of uh, no pun intended, partner in all of this. And some of the underwriting got a little bit tricky. And so um, uh, it was wonderful to have uh, underwriting support and partner support overall as part of
1: the process. Uh, Well, thank you. Uh, Thanks for sharing the case. I'm glad that partners was able to help you with the case as it moved forward. And I think it's really Creative solution to that situation that we run across fairly often, where the clients have a lot of net worth on their balance sheet and not a lot of liquidity to play with, <laughs> um, for whatever reason. So, I it was a great solution that you came up with, and I'm glad it resulted in you know you also getting to manage the 401k. So, thanks for sharing the idea.
0: No, absolutely happy to. And uh, you know, people can of course contact me if they have any questions. I know I I, I walk through it a million miles a second, so. Um, happy to answer any questions they may have if, if they so need to.
1: That's great. Thank you for the offer. We'll include your email address in the launch email for the podcast. So thanks for okay. your time today.
0: Thank you so much, Kristen.